Thanks for being with us. So, well, the Shambhala Music Festival in Salmo, BC is always a very popular event. Tens of thousands of people taking part in the festival. And this year, UBC researchers are going to be rolling out a new prototype. This is a prototype testing robot to help make sure the drugs at the festival are safe. Joining us to talk a bit more about what this actually looks like is Jason Hine, Associate Professor in the Chemistry Department at UBC. Thank you so much for being with us. Thanks for having me. Uh, so how does this work and how is this different, I suppose, than fr- from other uh, devices that are used to, to test drugs and to make sure that they are safe? Yeah, so what this is is exactly what you'd find in, uh, like, let's say, a clinical lab at Health Canada. It, when we do that testing, it's by a technology known as HPLC, and that's what every pharma would actually end up doing. Problem with it is you've got to be a specialist to use it. There's a lot of steps that have to be done to get the sample ready, and that's why we built a robot to do all those kind of expert technology, expert steps uh, for you. So ideally, a person could drop off a sample, robot takes care of the preparation and analysis, and you just get back a piece of information. So it's about democratizing the, uh, the knowledge that would go into this. And can it test for anything that's dangerous or, or how accurate is it to when it tests what's actually in the drugs? So two things. Uh, yes, it can test for anything. We've trained it right now on the major things we're expecting to see there. So these are things like amphetamines and things like that. Uh, long term, though, that's why we sort of adopted HPLC is you can test it for pretty much anything. It's just a matter of time. Uh, and, and training. So longer term, this is going to be a very broad solution. Uh, accuracy, this is why we target it too, is it's better than the typical sort of fentanyl uh, test strips that you might see or the, the kind of other spectroscopic ones. It has the ability to find very, very trace quantities of other materials. So you have a much better picture of what's going on. Hmm. And I understand that it can detect more than uh, at the same time or, or faster maybe than what we've exactly. seen in, in other testing techniques. Yeah. So right now, it's about a 10 to 15 minute turnaround. Sample gets dropped off and about 10 or 15 minutes later, you have an answer. So it's much quicker than the the same sort of Health Canada-like measurement you'd have to do, which is a couple day turnaround. Uh, And yeah, because what it is, is the same measurement for whatever the sample happens to be. It sort of cuts it apart, looks at the individual components and gives you a measurement back. So it's much more uh, broad technology too. Uh, Was this using AI to come up with this or how did researchers, how did you and the other researchers uh, kind of make this a reality? Yeah, so my background is actually in uh, process chemistry using robotics and AI. Uh, I'm part of what's known as the Acceleration Consortium, which is this large robotics uh, facility out of uh, the University of Toronto, and we're the UBC sort of core to that. Um, What we did is just took our background in using robots to do these very specialized chemical transformations, and we built a robot specifically designed to do this kind of Health Canada uh, type application. The AI part of it is really, uh, think of it where instead of having a robot that just kind of follows a clockwork series of steps, what it's doing is adapting to circumstances. So it has the ability to sort of uh, guide or course correct, which means that if somebody drops off a sample, doesn't understand or doesn't uh, maybe doesn't fit within the normal part, it can adapt to that and still get an answer out. And are you seeing or or is it becoming uh, more, I don't know if acceptable is the right word, or or people are wanting this kind of thing at drug or sorry, at festivals and and places to make sure their drugs are safe? Oh, absolutely. So first of all, this uh, prototype, we're not the only ones on site. We're actually working with a team of volunteers uh, that are already there. So these are great people from the BCCSU and Vancouver Health that are already on site to make sure that, look, if somebody's going to choose to uh, to use something, that there's at least an option there for them to uh, to check or otherwise know. 
So we're there participating with our tool alongside of these other testers using something that's much more vetted. That way we know that um, we can sort of compare directly for our new technology to theirs that are out there. As far as uh, acceptability, you know, we're in a part now where we're not advocating anything. We just want to be make sure that uh, if people are going to use, that they have an understanding of what they're using. Right. And, and that's interesting. So this will be used then alongside those kind of more traditional techniques. And then I would imagine that's the information that's going to be very telling is it, how accurate it is. Or is this kind of what, what you're dealing with when you get all of those sure. results? Exactly. And you know, what we've done so far is this is part of a project that's been going now for about a year here at UBC. We've been working with BCCSU and Vancouver Health uh, in that time. And even so far, the, the testing we've done where samples come into our part, we have a number of times caught something that uh, another technique would have missed. So we have seen this huge uh, advantage. This is just our first field trial that, you know, in only a year, we've got a prototype that's out in the field right now. Um, has been a really, really big success for us. So huge thanks to our, our, our team to get us this far. Hmm. Does it matter how much, uh, if, if there is a substance, uh, something like a carfentanil or something that we've, we've talked about so much in the news about these tiny, tiny amounts that can be deadly, does it matter how much is in the sample for the prototype to pick it up? No, so that's where the sensitivity is great. We can see everything from like uh, forest and trees, right? We see all the big stuff and all the tiny stuff. And actually, that's exactly why we decided to go with a robotic solution. If you happen to have a sample that had something like a carfentanil in it, you don't even want a technician handling it potentially. This way, you know, powder gets dropped off, whole thing can be analyzed, and, and there's really no intervention, right? This can be done completely in an automated way. And uh, uh, this might sound like a, a very naive question, but does the whole no, no. does the sample get tested and then it's fine? Uh, the, whoever it belongs to takes it and, and off they go, or, or do you have to take part of it? We have to take a piece of it. So it's a very small, usually 10 to 15 megs. Uh, the way it works, and actually we just did a, a quick chart. Um, we have a couple things on our website. You can look out more details on it. But it's a, a small amount of material. Powder goes into a vial, and then the robot takes that powder, does the processing. They don't get that powder back. So it, it's more a small piece of whatever else that they might have had. And I guess that's what I find fascinating about it is that, again, to use carfentanil as the example, if it can be lethal in such a tiny, tiny amount, the fact that you can take part of the sample and still have such accuracy, whether or not it's the, the drugs have that in it. Yeah, well, again, this is where we built the technology off of what we use in, in, in pharma uh, manufacturing, right? This is, as long as uh, the technology has been built around detecting that, uh, the sensitivity is well, well, well uh, tuned for it. And this is also what makes it difficult. We're targeting uh, HPLC because that's why this, uh, this tool exists, is for looking at these very low quantities. Whereas, you know, something like... Um, the React IR, these other kind of ones out there, they're more for sort of average amounts, and they don't give you quite as tight tolerance in terms of how much something might be in there. Do you see this then becoming something more that will be more accessible, or will there be more ways that people can use this type of testing? Maybe not not only at music festivals, but it will become more kind of the, the common way of testing. Yeah, our hope right now, at least until sort of the broader conversation around safe supply. And, and just general sort of uh, health access is sort of addressed, this is a really good stopgap, right? This is not meant to be the long-term solution, but it, it really could uh, have a measured gain in terms of what people know and how what decisions they make. Uh, we have a facility here on campus which allows people to anonymously drop samples off in a drop box, and those will get processed the same way that we are on the music festival. So we have a, a sort of a blanket we're setting up on UBC. 
But at the same time, uh, this type of thing could be a kiosk that sits in downtown uh, facility center or something like that in an unintended point. Somebody could walk up to it, use it, have information, and then uh, and, and go from there. So long term, yeah, we're hoping to deploy this out in the community where uh, people could just access it. All right. Very interesting uh, technology uh, that's going to be a part of this festival. Uh, Dr. Jason Hine, thank you so much for your time today. Appreciate it. No, appreciate it. Thank you.